the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm in a really good mood on Friday Eve. Normally, I would be especially good mood tonight, given how beautiful the San Diego weather is turning out to be this week. But it's actually a dark day in America today. It's as dark. The skies are as grim and as frightening as you saw over New York City yesterday because a former president of the United States is being brutalized and persecuted by our own government here in the United States of America. We might as well start lear- learning to speak Korean or maybe Cuban. I don't know if that's the same as uh, the Spanish that's spoken in Mexico or Cubano friends down there. Or maybe we need to start speaking Russian, right? I do love the sound of Russian because we're all comrades now. We might as well call ourselves, I don't, are, are we a banana republic? Are we the United Socialist States of America? Before I go any further, I'm going to be bringing on, I just reached out to Tom DeBacaro after I saw the breaking news to come on and speak to this. Before I go any further, got to bring in this man who keeps the show rolling every night of the week. He is a patriot, and it, of course I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Hey, let's get to it. Yeah, um, you might have to flip from tater skins to borscht and to beets, my friend, because we're all Russians now. Uh, let me know when you got uh, Tom DeBacaro on the line. I'm, by the way, by the way, I'm doing the show from home tonight, so excuse us and forgive us if we have any little techie glitches. We'll be back in the studio doing Facebook Live uh, on Monday night, so bear with us. And by the way, it's a dark day, so you know it ain't about the clever technology tonight. It's about the erosion of our rights in America and the, and the weaponization of the U.S. government. Tom DeBacaro, thank you for coming on in a moment's notice to be here tonight. So President Trump, and I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the counts he's been indicted on seven counts of obstruction of justice conspiracy and illegal retention of classified government material he has been ordered to appear at a federal court in miami on tuesday your thoughts well i don't know how much more you can make the case for how corrupt and politicized the doj has become i i mean he has documents but Biden has documents not under lock and key in four different places. And Joe Biden, by the way, Joe Biden had those those classified documents Joe Biden has were from his days in the Senate. There's never any excuse for any senator to have classified documents. Donald J. Trump is a former president of the United States and has a right to have classified documents. Yeah. And then they've been sitting on a year and a half of knowing that the Biden family has received $10 million from foreign entities 
for no apparent reason, which means, of course, the real reason is simple. It's on its face, which is corruption. And, this, and, and they want to, but they've been sitting on that for a year and a half and done virtually nothing. Uh, and thank God the Republicans took over the House or we wouldn't even know that. So wh- where are we that the DOJ and the FBI can really be this corrupt, this biased, this political? And so, I, you know, I don't always agree with you, but I'm going to agree with you. This is really <laughs> freaking, this is really freaking yeah. dark. Well, let me ask you. Yes. Let me ask you this question for these documents and let Biden go on these documents. Well, right. Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to claim that that this I can't remember the civil code yesterday, not civil code or the criminal code. They're basically trying to hang him on espionage that, yes, he had the right to have these. um, But 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 not in the course of anything related to national defense, because supposedly there was a, a phone call of him talking about a document that he supposedly had involving Iran. But get this. I don't know if you know, but in the search for that document, they never found any document that he was supposedly talking about in the phone call, they did find one document that had to do with Iran, and it was already returned a year ago. This is nothing but an uh, an unbelievable witch hunt. And I got to tell you, I'm incredibly disturbed in Ron DeSantis's team today, who's trying to act as though this is legit because it was a grand jury in Florida that indicted him. You know, Tom DeBacaro, you are not just a political, brilliant political commentator, writer of Divided Era, former senatorial candidate. You're also an attorney. Does that somehow, the fact that it was a grand jury in Florida, does that somehow validate this? (laughs) Well, look, the way grand juries work is they're given probably 20 percent of the story and asked if this 20 percent is true. Is this can you indict him? That's where this phrase and died a ham sandwich is. Here's the problem. The problem is that they are targeting an individual and have been for six years now. And none of the, and therefore, and we were, we revolted from England. And one of the reasons is what's in the third and fourth amendment which is they would st- they would station soldiers in people's homes that they didn't trust, and they would do, do a bill of attainder which said this guy uh, go after this guy in, in mm-hmm. effect, and they would find a crime. And the the, the DAs in New York said they uh, elect me, I'll go after him, which is unconstitutional, and everything that has flowed from that has been this piranha on the left and in the DOJ and the FBI to get this guy. Now, I'm not saying that Donald Trump has never done anything wrong, but we do not have or did not have a system which simply said, pointed at a man and said, we don't like him politically, go get him. And there's Mm -hmm. no way to say we are not doing that now. So this is incredibly dark. The federal government is... Uh, going after individuals who threaten their power. And it doesn't start, it starts with Trump and went to many of his appointees and it continues. And the double standards are obscene. Steve Batten is not more guilty than uh, Andrew McCabe, who lied to the FBI. Uh, Peter Navarro shouldn't have been on a misdemeanor 
taken out of an airport. No, this is out of control. And you're seeing, unless we find someone who can come in here and right this ship, you're seeing this, the now more rapid death of the American Republic. There's no way to look around. How do you, how do you say, how do you conclude otherwise? You, you can't. That's why it's shocking to me to see Team DeSantis try to try to, you know, uh, you know, they're no better than Mike Pence at this point and Liz Cheney and the rest of them. They, you know, clearly if, if it, you know, Charlie Kirk put out that every other Republican running for president in 2024 should should suspend their campaigns and go down to Miami on Tuesday when when Donald J. Trump is supposed to appear and and support him because this is not about Donald J. Trump. This is about the transformation of this country and the DeSantis team tried to claim as though the only reason why the left was continuing to go after him was because they knew that they could beat him and that some kind of you know psychological game was being played that this would get support for him and he'd end up on the ticket that's insane they know that Donald Trump it's about it's about getting to his 75 million voters it's about trying to blow up the movement and DeSantis and all the rest of them are in on it unless they show that they understand exactly what you just said and that this is about the destruction of the United States of America and he and the 75 million MAGA voters were the firewall. And I don't know if you heard, but Julie Kelly from AM Greatness, who's been the most prolific journalist in reporting on the Jan 6 situation, has said that this FBI and DOJ currently has another thousand indictments that they're planning. They're planning to drag another a thousand Americans who did nothing but wander around outside of the Capitol Hill because you know what they did, Tom DeBacaro? They actually changed the laws after January 6 on 2021 to expand the area that's restricted. So on January 6, in other words, people that were wandering around within legal areas Areas, now suddenly can find themselves being dragged because they changed it. Now it's a restricted area. That's how determined this got. Go- that's how weaponized this government is. That's how dark they are. And right now with an FBI, with a Christopher Ray, who's the Fox guard in the hen house and two years before we have a, even a chance of getting another Republican. What, what, what's the, where's the firewall to protect this nation? Yeah, well, the law you described, I, I wasn't aware of that, but that's what's called an ex post facto law, which is you can't criminalize past behavior with a new law. But look, there's I don't understand why the Trump people aren't making a bigger deal out of uh, Fourth Amendment issues and, and saying that, in fact, they're uh, that there's not probable cause you can't do this sort of thing. But I, you ask where the firewall is. And honestly, it's hard to know that there is going to be one. Because how literally absurd is it for Christopher Ray to, to not provide documents? How literally absurd is it that there's a special counsel uh, for Trump on documents and the Biden documents, you know, in a garage where you, yeah. you point, correctly point out that you don't get to have stuff in a non-secure environment when you're other, you know, and he, and he was a senator or a vice president. It's hard to actually know some of these documents at the time. Some of these but, were supposedly he was a senator. Um, yeah, you know, then, here, can I, I just I do want to say one thing. Uh-huh. Uh I know Mike Pence and his statement yesterday. I mean, I know him. 
his statement yesterday that the January 6th people were getting due process. I'm not sure what everybody who was there did. You know, I don't know that. Nobody does. But the idea that some of these, that these people are getting, quote, due process. I can't even believe he said that out loud. Why would you even say that? It is well, because, really well, because out of control. Well, it, because it's the gaslighting of the American people and that the average American has no idea that, thank God for Julie Kelly, that Kapanow in a courtroom in D.C. yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, an officer was caught lying on the stand. Fortunately, by a rare fluke, they happened to get a body cam footage to show that as this officer was on the stand lying and falsely accusing a Jan 6 defendant of ripping one of the bleacher covers, it was him caught on video doing it. The exculpatory evidence that was withheld from these Jan 6 defendants is hardly due process. Denying them, throwing trespassers, throwing trespassers into solitary confinement and denying them bail is hardly due process. Yeah, look, this is the the ugly part of power, which is people care more about today in Washington, D.C., about being in power then they do a country. And thank God George Washington, when he won the revolution, put down his sword and said, I relinquish all my powers back to Congress. That is how we change the world. And now we're the opposite of that. Now we just have people who are taking advantage. And, and it's really sad. As a historian, this isn't even a close call. You, can, you know, I wrote 12 months ago, 10 months ago, I wrote about the DOJ and the FBI wanted to decide who was president, right? Four, five years yeah. before that, I exposed the DOJ thing. That's how I got fired at Forbes. It's out of control. Yeah. And fortunately, a huge percentage of the American people think there was a poll a year ago that something like 53% of Americans think the DOJ and the FBI are the personal Gestapo of Biden. And hopefully... With this total uh, double standard on documents, mm-hmm. that 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 view will widen. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. I don't know if you saw today that the. the um I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene and others giving a press conference and what was in this document, this uh, FD, I think, uh, federal document 1023, was details of how Joe Biden and Hunter Biden each got $5 million to stop the prosecutor Shokin from prosecuting over Burisma. And there's actually Joe Biden bragging on camera that he got the prosecutor you know, that he withheld on top of on top of getting five million dollars for this and a bribery scheme. He then put some more pressure on uh, withheld U.S. Um, aid to Ukraine until they fired the prosecutor. Um, I, I'm not a comma J.D. I'm not an attorney. But to me, it's looking a little like some what some prima facie. Is that what y'all call it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah on its face. Right. There yes. doesn't need to yes. be much interpretation here. And you're right. Remember, he famously does that. And, of course, no one at the time knew about or uh, no one in the free world understood, knew about these transactions. And they've been sitting on this. Yes. Look, no yeah. And now Bill Barr is saying, Bill Barr, then, then I'll have to let you go. Thank you for staying with me. We're talking to Tom Debacar, author of Divided Era, attorney and more. Um, get Read him, follow his stuff at Political Vanguard. I'm not sure where that FBI 
uh, story that you did about FBI, their role now about controlling the outcome of elections. I'm not sure where people can read that. You need to go read that. Um, um, I just lost my train of thought. I was pimping you. I was promoting you, and I forgot my last question. I forgot my last question. Go ahead. It's okay, but look, there is no question that the power-hungry people of the FBI and DOJ want to preserve their power. They will protect anyone who, who will help them, Hillary and Biden, and they will go after sooner or later anybody who fights them. That right. is sadly yep. America today. Yes. Well, oh, what I was going to say is that Bill Barr is denying um, Raskin's accusations that Bill Barr was in a room and knew about this 1023 and, and uh, denied it. Um, I don't know who to believe because they're both duplicitous, corrupt, treasonous weasels. Um, so, but if I have to choose which one I would believe, I would believe Raskin because Bill Barr did stop investigations into Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020. Tom DeBacaro, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. I am going to play some clips of Mike Pence. I want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170. Don't forget, you can download our podcast where we get your podcast. And we'll be right back. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. When a crime has no definition, anyone can be guilty of it. It's hard to relax in a country like that. The old system was better. Government operated on the basis of laws, not amorphous moral terror. Politicians couldn't accuse you of something they couldn't define. The legal code was straightforward. Child molestation was a crime. Having unfashionable opinions was not. Outside of the public sphere, the population mostly governed itself, as it does in every society, and used taboos to do it. You knew what was allowed and what wasn't because the rules didn't change very often. The taboos were organic. They derived from collective experience and instinct, the two most reliable guides to life. They evolved for a reason. They still do. Our job at this point is to protect them, despite the hectoring, the nonstop hectoring from the people in charge. You know the outlines of right and wrong. You were born knowing them. So don't let them talk you out of what you can smell. Don't let them rationalize away your intuitive moral sense. Cling to your taboos like your life depends on them, because it does. Cherish and protect them like family heirlooms. That's exactly what they are. And that was, of course, Tucker Carlson. Glad that he's back. In fact, uh, we've got to cling to our taboos, and that includes the sexualizing of children, the mutilation of children, biological males, wiping out girls. In fact, coming up, we've got Abby Carr from the uh, Harvard women's swimming team who actually competed against Leah Thomas and is working with Moms for America uh, in uh, calling on the Senate to craft legislation to protect women. Um, But what's going to protect us against an overreaching tyrannical government? We thought it was the Second Amendment. That was what our founders intended. Gavin Newsom has plans for that. Later on in the show, we've got a sheriff who's going to be here, our favorite sheriff from Washington State. Sheriff Songer will be here to talk about that. But for the next few minutes, we have to continue talking about a really dark day in this country. And that's the, uh, the weaponization of our government for politics. And this is not unlike what's going on in every communist 
fascist socialist state in the history of the world. The way to shut down the political opposition is to persecute them. And, and they're one of their favorite tactics and tools is the use of the courts. It's why this country was founded. And here we are. We were founded to fight against this very thing. Here's what Donald Trump had to say about it today. He said the corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted seemingly over the boxes hoax, even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania and documents thrown all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette, which is, quote, secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. Um, I, uh, I can't even imagine being Donald J. Trump. He was supposed to go away. He was supposed to go away his first year, right? And he stuck around. He said, I'm not going anywhere. That's how much this man loves this country. Did he make some mistakes? Sure. Did Nobody knew the extent of the deep state and how bad it was, how deep it was until he got in and then was two years in. Could he have done some other things and fired some other people? It's e- it's easy to say now, but not when you're in it because he had people that he had to trust. He had to trust somebody telling him Mueller was going to do the, it, you know, the story. We, we need to be active as Americans. And I can tell you, I've got some clips I'm going to play about Mike Pence. We're going to talk about 2024 and talk about DeSantis. And I got to tell you right now, they're not going after Trump because they want him on the ticket because they know he'll lose to Biden. That's nonsense. They want, it, they want him to go off forever. And then by getting rid of him, by making him perp walk, by throwing him in jail, the message is to the rest of us. It's one big struggle session from Mao's revolution. And the message to the rest of us is you better shut up and go along. Oh, yeah, you'll get to vote. We'll pretend you get a voice because we're going to shove somebody like Mike Pence on you. Who's acting like it's 1993, right? So is DeSantis wanting to talk about inflation and taxes and, you know, they want to they, they, they want a stupid Well, I'm not going to be stupid. And the rest of you can't be stupid either. And what we've got to figure out is how we're going to be active. And I don't know how to do it because I can't, we can't literally go and force the Department of Justice to arrest Christopher Ray for his obstruction of justice. Here we have a former president of the United States who's done absolutely nothing wrong and he's being, uh, you know, indicted on federal crimes of obstruction of justice when there's proof right now that the sitting FBI director has obstructed justice by sitting on j- just, just, in just the course of the one document he's been hiding. The FBI had an, an entire room set up like a war room to cover up the Hunter Biden crimes and what he was doing. They all knew they've known they've known what was on that Hunter Biden laptop and Bill Barr and the rest of them covered it up. When Trump came down those escalators and when he started talking about drain the swamp and when he started talking about two tiers of justice and lock her up, the American people saw then and it's so much worse than now. I do think that he should have a, a, a major misstep was not to pursue Hillary Clinton at that point. But he, we can't go back and change that. But going forward, we can elect people. We can try to save this country. I, I, I think I played a clip of Harris Faulkner yesterday who said we've got a choice of either badly trying to save this country, lukewarmly trying to save this country, or trying to save this country in an elite way. And I think I'm going to choose to try to help save this country. Going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to a young lady from Harvard, uber liberal Harvard, 
who's decided she's going to put her name and her face out there and speak out and get active to try to save this country, to try to stop the scourge of this transgender movement that seeks to wipe young women off the map. We're going to talk to Abby Carr when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I just wish I was eating a donut, but maybe not because I'm about to talk to a top athlete. And I don't know that they ever get to eat yummy donuts. You know, before the break, we were talking about, um, we played the clip from Tucker where he said that we've just got to hold on to our taboos. We've got to hold on to our morals. Right. And, and, and we were also talking about the need to be active to try to save this country. And I said that I was going to introduce you to a hero, a young lady, a patriot who was willing to put her name out there coming from a far left when many people consider one of the farthest left highest uh, education institution in, in this country, Harvard University, who's decided to speak out against this transgender movement that seeks to wipe out young women from their sports dreams and aspirations, as well as to. Um, that create all kinds of safety issues for them. In fact, she was part of the Moms for Liberty event in D.C. the other day, which was calling on the U.S. Senate to schedule a vote on H.R. 734, which is the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act of 2023. And joining me now to discuss is Abby Carr. She's won the women's varsity swimming team at Harvard University, and she actually swam against the one and only Leah Thomas. Hi, Abby Carr. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so incredibly grateful to be here. Oh, well, I'm grateful to you being somebody that, uh, by the way, I don't even know if, how you even have time for all of this, but in addition to <laughs> being a top athlete at Harvard, in addition to obviously the academic rigors that's involved with that, um, you, you've taken the time in your life to get political and to use your voice when it comes to this country and your views. And I think that that takes such an incredible amount of courage. As big a mouth as I have, I don't know that I would have your courage. I want to start there. What has motivated you to be able to be that courageous and speak out on issues that matter to you? Absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, You know, earlier um, yesterday, Representative Ehart said something to the effect of courage begets courage. And my stepdad always says to me, he says, stand true in your convictions. You know the truth. All you have to do is stand up for it. And I'll be honest, my freshman year when Leah Thomas began racing and the Ivy League athletics, they released a statement that said, we'll not tolerate discrimination. Now, granted, that was discrimination against trans athletes. That was not women. (laughs) They were not Mm -hmm. supporting women when they released that statement. You know, I, I was apprehensive, quite frankly, and uh, Paula Scanlon released her statement about this earlier. It instills fear in women. It, it forces us to, to not stand up. And as a freshman, I, I was afraid. And then mm-hmm. I continued to watch. It, it wasn't just isolated instances. That's the issue. It's not a few sprinklings. Now it's becoming more widespread. We're having these spots being taken from women. And then I realized as I came to D.C. again, I was like, I have an opportunity to use my voice. I've been given these God-given gifts. I've, I'm able to articulate myself. I need to take a, t- take a stand for this. I, I have to. It's imperative. Um, well, I'm a coach. Well, God bless I you. coach God. young girls swimming. And those girls might have, to, might have to raise biological men when they're older. And I don't want that to be the case. We can stop this now. 
Mm-hmm. That is that's my goal. <laughs> right. Well, well, thank you. And now is the time to stop it. It's already gotten out of hand in this country. We're already recruiting, and you know, I want to keep it to, to sports. But there's there's a recruitment phase to try to cre- of, of young children to try to create Leah Thomases out there, and you right. know, a pretty it, it, you know, in in the case of a Leah Thomas, I mean, there's there's multi prong issues here. There is the the movement to try to normalize transgenderism. So we got to recruit a bunch of people into it. Well, then there's the Leah Thomases who seem to me just to be like incredibly narcissistic men who can't compete against other men. So they just want to ride the wave of this movement of transgenderism so that they can get some trophies and some awards at the expense of young women. Um, and, right. and then and then we've also got issues of young women being forced to share locker rooms with young men. There was a story the, yesterday out of, out of a high school somewhere yes. where a girl yes. was punched Thank in the you. face by a young man. So right. um, who was claimed to be a girl. So there's so many different issues here. Speak to me about what it's like to be having to compete against a biological man and having to share a locker room with him. Absolutely. Well, it's disheartening because my journey in women's athletics began when I was seven years old. I've been fortunate enough, fortunate enough to compete at the national level for six years. I spent upwards of 20 hours in the pool weekly. Um, in order to qualify for Olympic trials, I was training twice a day, roughly 20 hours a week. It, it was not easy. It was not a simple process. And yet, when I would get on the block, there was this uh, preliminary resolution already that I was going to lose the race. Now, granted, swimming is not an aesthetic sport. The great thing about swimming is, uh, while it is unforgiving, it is statistical. It is a time. It doesn't matter if you are the prettiest swimmer in the pool. It doesn't matter if you have the best technique. It matters who gets their hand on the wall first. Mm-hmm. So when you get on the block and you know that a biological male can get their hand on the wall faster than you, well, I mean, it's honestly, I was dismayed to even know that that was the, the reality. But at the mm-hmm. time, I was being told, you know, this is, this is fine. This is inclusion. This is diversity. This is the future. And, and you know, it, it was difficult to question it in the moment. And well, so now, I, well, 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 after experiencing it, then I'm glad you decided to say, you know what, I'm going to speak up against it. And not only that, but I'm going to use my voice to try to enact some legislation. The Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act of 2023 would generally prohibit school athletic programs from allowing individuals whose biological sex at birth was male to participate mm-hmm. in programs that are for women and girls. And, you know, I say I think there's a really easy solution, Abby Carr. I think it's that transgender mm-hmm. people can compete compete against themselves and biological girls can still continue to compete against themselves and same thing for biological males isn't that what's fair that is what's fair and so for supporting this legislation i've been called transphobic transphobic homophobic everything in the book Mm. and the reality is all i'm advocating for is i believe that every american citizen deserves equal protection under the law i'm a student of the law i believe that I am not Mm -hmm. advocating that transgender people deserve less than the American citizen. They're entitled to the same rights. But because of equal protection rights for every American, we have to make sure that women are included in that group. (laughs) We have to make sure that women's athletics are protected. Let's not lose our minds here. We've fought tirelessly. I mean, we're coming up on the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and yet we're reversing in the timeline for women's athletics. We fought for these opportunities, so we have to preserve them. It's that simple. Well, Abby Carr, God bless you. You are a hero and a patriot, and I appreciate all your efforts in this area, and thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
All right. God bless. Take it easy. All right. Now stay tuned because coming up, we got a favorite of the Andrea K show. We've got Sheriff Songer, Sheriff Songer from Washington State who's going to be here. Did y'all hear that Gavin Newsom wants to invoke something called the 28th Amendment to take away your Second Amendment rights? Well, of course, we had to call on Sheriff Songer to talk about that. So stay tuned. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Every time, it's the same. They tell us we can't stop these massacres. They tell us we have to stand by and watch tragedy after tragedy unfold in our communities. They say we can't stop domestic terrorism without violating the Second Amendment. And the thoughts and prayers are the best we can do. I'm here to say that's a lie. In this country, we do have the power, the power to change things, to reclaim our freedom from fear. Our ability to make a more perfect union is literally written into the Constitution. So today, I'm proposing the 28th Amendment to the United States Constitution to do just that. The 28th Amendment permanently enshrines four additions to the laws of our land. It raises the minimum age to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21. Because if you can't buy a beer... You shouldn't be able to buy a gun. It mandates universal background checks to prevent truly dangerous people from purchasing a gun that can be used in a crime. It institutes reasonable waiting periods for all gun purchases. And it bans civilians from buying assault rifles. Those weapons of war our founding fathers never foresaw. This will guarantee states as well the ability to enact common sense gun safety laws while leaving the Second Amendment intact and respecting America's gun-owning tradition. The 28th locks in. Yeah, I can't can't listen to uh, Gavin Mussolini another second. I got to bring in our favorite sheriff who's been on the Andrea K. Show before, Sheriff Bob Songer out of Washington State. Y'all remember Sheriff Songer. I believe he said to the FBI, or was no, to the ATF, he said actually to the citizens, if the ATF shows at your door or the FBI... Uh, and want want you to show them your firearms. You ask for them to sh- to produce the search warrant, and if they don't have it, you call me. And he actually gave out his number, and so he joins me now. Uh, hi, Sheriff Songer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Well, hello, and thank you very much. Who was that whack job that was on that ad there about taking guns away? That was Gavin Newsom. California governor that I fondly refer to as Mussolini. Here's his idea, Sheriff Songer. His idea is, you know what? We're just going to let you, you you little peasants have your Second Amendment, and we're just going to come up with something called the 28th Amendment to the United States of America. Uh, we're going to put some clever wording in there that has to do with some, some l- nice, light little things like, you know, background checks. And then we're also going, but we're going to then say that we're going to ban civilians from buying anything that shouldn't really be used um let's see what the wording was it was um a barring civilian purchase of assault weapons that serve no other purpose than to kill as many people as possible well um how vague is that sheriff songer that's the detail that's really scary isn't it well it is a typical far left whack job politician <laughs> just like we have in our state as governor uh and i think it's uh, Lars Larson, who is a conservative uh, show host mm-hmm. or uh, commentator, you might have heard of him, but he yeah. calls it the le- left coast. <laughs> so mm-hmm. California, Oregon, and Washington 
uh, those people are just, well, they hold the majority with a lot of these far-left, uh, woke individuals, and they, not, they want nothing more than to take your guns away. And once they can get your guns from you, then you have no way of resisting government. And that was the whole idea of the Second Amendment in the first place. Yeah, it gave you uh, um, the ability to protect your family, which is important. It gave you the ability to do hunting if you're a hunter. But the real reason was to prevent government overreach. And that's what we're seeing happening. As you and I breathe fresh air every day, that's what's happening in our country right now. And Mm -hmm. Washington State is one of the bluest states you can get. Sanctuary state. Uh, I get a kick out of one of the uh, Seattle legislators, Democrat, of course, uh, on this gun law that uh, Inslee just signed into effect, banning all assault weapons to be sold in our in our state. Uh, semi-automatics, by the way, they like to call them assault weapons because mm-hmm. it's scary. Uh, right. But in, anyway, uh, she said more young people. Uh, in other words, the most that um, the more young people that are killed in our country today is by firearms. That is a total BS. Mm-hmm. I've been in this business going on 53 years now, and I can tell you that more young people die of drug overdose, yes. fentanyl, heroin, meth, and not even to mention another uh, side issue is abortion. So yeah. these people can rap all they want about this nonsense but I don't buy it for one minute and I've told our citizens and they're my boss by the way, the citizens that elect me not the governor or not the state mm-hmm. attorney general or even the president uh, and as far as I'm concerned I owe my alliance and obligation to our citizens and that is I will protect it's my duty absolute duty to protect their God-given rights, liberties under the Constitution and amendments. And, and that's uh, one reason why citizens need to be paying attention to the sheriff races, um, because absolutely. we have a voice there. We, you know, we don't. We we have a voice in the sheriffs and the it, it, it department, and they work for us. And absolutely. we also need to remind the sheriffs that who they work for. So when we have like in San Diego or in other areas where they decide they want to get on board with telling us we can't walk on a beach. Uh, because of a virus, we can tell them, oh, you work for us. You don't have to be going along with, with some some stupid, uh, you know, um, illegal law telling people where they can sit or, or whether they can sit or stand on, on a public beach. Um, well, we exactly. also Right. And we also need yeah. to be making sure that we that we're electing sheriffs that will support us and not allow the overreach of the government because. Um, you know, it, the, the average American has no idea how to respond at the FBI. The ATF shows up at the door and says, oh, I'm here to, to you know, the, I'm here with the government and I want to see what yeah. guns you have. And I want to check and see if you if you're, you know, rightfully in possession of these firearms. And the average American yeah. doesn't know what to what to do in that instance. Exactly. And that's why they need to educate themselves uh, with the Second Amendment of the Constitution and their state constitution. Um, But, you know, as you mentioned, uh, this COVID-19, our governor, Inslee, he came out with this dictate of uh, a state emergency and requiring everybody to wear a mask, had to Mm -hmm. be further than six foot apart. They couldn't sing in church, couldn't gather. uh, And it went on and on. And 
I told our citizens of one, I'm not going to enforce any of that nonsense. Uh, of course, they didn't make me real popular with the governor, but I really didn't give a damn. Uh, but anyway, it's that kind of control that mm-hmm. they want. I think the COVID-19, not that there wasn't some realness to that. I'm sure there is. And in fact, I had COVID and refused to take the shot and be put it's on a ventilator. But uh, in fact, I took the horse medication. <laughs> it, worked, it worked fine. But anyway... I'm kind of getting far afield here off the Second Amendment, but it's... Well, no, it's all tied together because I think COVID was about conditioning us for the government to control every aspect of our lives. And the next next phase is to to get us into compliance to hand over our guns. Exactly. You're spot on. That's exactly where they're headed with it. And, you know, they don't even make any secret about it. Now they make Mm -hmm. it very clear they want a one-world order. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, that'll lead socialism or Marxism. And, uh, and there'll be certain individuals that'll be in the power as dictators. And I got a, a, pla- a deal photograph of four individuals hanging on my wall in the office. One is Adolf Hitler um, and Stalin and a couple of the others uh, who were dictators, obviously. And they believed in gun control. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Oh, they sure did believe. You might want to add the picture of Joe Biden to that uh, to the wall of shame there, um, because yeah, he's agree. he he's not he's not cogent enough to really be a dictator. He's really just a placeholder. Um, but his administration is one of dictatorship. Uh, Sheriff oh, Songer, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here tonight. Well, thank you for having me, and God bless you and uh, the other workers area for what you do. Uh, Thank you. Well, we love you. That's why we call you America Sheriff. That's right. You are America Sheriff. All right. Thank you so much. All right, sweetie. All right. Now, stay tuned. What? Why are parents suddenly being called domestic terrorists by the Southern Poverty Law Center? We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Don't go away. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.